With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Mazda. Net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, here is a question to kick things off on the show. Do you agree or disagree that the Eagles will remain the team to beat in the NFC next season? And you can find the question in the chat right now. Because I got to say, and as always, here on Dallas, here on ADC Sports, Dallas, primetime, spoiler alert, we keep it real. So this is not, you know, throwing flowers, feel his way. This is just breaking down what the NFC looks like, and especially when it comes to a divisional rival that just played in the Super Bowl. I got to say, however we feel about the Eagles, got to respect what Jalen Hurts did on Sunday. Because, man, that was a good game from Jalen. People will make memes about the whole, the Hail Mary throw. They'll do all of that. But, and, and even the fumble that Nick Bolton was able to return for a touchdown in the big game. But I got to say, what Jalen Hurts did on that Super Bowl 57 game was pretty impressive. Jalen Hurts completed 71% of his throws got over 300 passing yards in, passed for three touchdowns as well, 103.4 passer rating, one more touchdown via the ground, and he had 70 rush yards, which averaged about 4.7 yards in total during the game. That's a good performance. That's probably what you want out of Jalen in this one. And I got to say, going beyond the numbers, and as I said, you know, keeping it real here, I think that Jalen put the team on his back in several spots on that one. And I'm not talking about the A.J. Brown touchdown, which I think that, you know, Brown bailed him out on that particular sequence. But the Eagles were comfortable having Jalen Hurts throw out of MT concepts. He threw over 35 passes. I think the final number was 38 pass attempts for Jalen and as I said, he completed 71%. He was the only guy that could run, too. I talked a lot about uh, Steve Spagnuolo over the week heading into the Super Bowl because I, I love what the Chiefs defensive coordinator is able to cook up in the playoffs. And it's clear that he found something to stop the Eagles running backs because Miles Sanders had a poor performance. 
Kenneth Gainwell also. Boston Scott, the same. They didn't have those explosive runs. They all averaged, those three running backs averaged less than four yards per carry. The one guy that could run the football was Jalen Hurts. And most of that came in like, you know, bunches in explosive plays. But the Eagles were not really running the football very efficiently with the running backs. Jalen Hurts put the team in his back for most of this game. And I got to respect that. And, and I got to say, the fact that Jalen Hurts showed up in, in the Super Bowl that way, because I know about the fumble, I know about, I, I know about the fumble, but, but still, most of the game, I think that he showed up big time for the Eagles. I, I do think that, I, that he earned a lot of respect. And even Patrick Mahomes said it after the game. He said, if there were any doubters left, that has to stop. And, you know, game recognized game, even though this is a cowboy show, I think that it's an interesting storyline heading into the offseason. The fact that the Eagles might have sent a loud message to the Cowboys and the rest of the conference saying, you know what? They're the team to beat. And if you are the Cowboys, you cannot enter that season. You cannot enter the 2023 season without bolstering the roster and helping out Dak Prescott. That's how I look at it. Let's see what you guys have to say. Do you agree or disagree that the Eagles will remain the team to beat in the NFC next season? And stay tuned too, because we're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes. We're going to talk about the primetime performers, some Super Bowl takeaways, and then we'll get into a very special film room session from a 1959 play that we saw in the Super Bowl. I loved that moment. Let's see here. Toxic Tom goes with agreed. We are run by an 80-year-old man who is okay with being mediocre. It's Toxic Tom. Bruce goes with disagree. Wait, why did the comments freeze? All right, here we go. Uh, Dwayne Brown goes with disagree. John Jones says no. Thomas says disagree wholeheartedly. And then emoji, the Eagles. You, you guys can guess what emoji that was. It was a particular finger of the human hand shout out to joey bella uh gregory agrees with the take jake doesn't agree and by the way this is keeping it real because i know i know what tommy's sentiment means and i do agree with that sentiment as well kai does say hey jalen hurts fumbled the game away and although that was a pretty big play in the game i gotta say he reacted pretty quickly and gave the Eagles a 10-point lead going into halftime. Toxic says, I have zero faith that our front office uh, on on I have zero faith on that front office. Uh, they have not done anything in 27 years. Toxic Tom did not say anything. I changed that word. Nope, to see Brown over on YouTube. James says, I am glad that Philly lost. I think that a lot of Cowboys fans will feel the same way. And I think that is only fair to say. Bruce says, Mo, remember the Eagles dream team? Expect their all-star team to follow the same path by the wayside. And that's the part where, to me, Jalen Hurts' message comes through, comes through. Because, you know, it's a high-profile free agent list that the Eagles need to take care of. But they will still have Hassan Reddick. They will still have Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Some of their top-tier offensive linemen as well. And to me, it becomes a matter of, even though the Eagles had to give Jalen Hurts 
a great team for him to really improve and take that second and not second year, but like that third year jump, even though they had to do that. And even though the Eagles were a pretty elite team roster wise, I think the Jalen Hurts also showed us enough for us to stop believing the notion that he needs to be on a perfect situation to be able to thrive because he looked pretty good against the Chiefs team that stopped his running backs and didn't do much defensively. Because in the second half, the Chiefs scored at will. No turnovers, too, by the by Kansas City. And there were the Eagles toe for toe against the Chiefs. And once more, I know about the I know about the fumble. There were 72 offensive plays for the Eagles on that game. And I thought we saw some big, big boy moments. From Jalen. I don't think that the AJ Brown touchdown is one of those big boy moments. I actually think AJ kind of bailed him out on that one. Although it's fair to throw a 50-50 ball AJ's way in the Super Bowl, because that's what AJ Brown does. But like that Dallas Goddard throw that was a little bit controversial because of the catch, that was a that was an absolute dime against cover two. That was Jalen Hurd saying. I can make that throw. And he did. And and as I said, we're keeping it real. We, we got to respect it. We got to respect it. And more than anything, the Cowboys have to figure out, oh, the NFC might look a little bit, you know, easy, quote unquote, because Herbert, Mahomes, Burrow, all of those guys, uh, Trevor Lawrence are on the AFC side of things. But Eagles are in the NFC East. And that that is going to make things challenging for the Cowboys moving forward. I I think there are some, you know, variables and somebody mentioned variables. I'm trying to find that comment. Uh, Danny says way too many variables to predict this far out. And I agree. Let me throw out some variables that could, could help what seems like a daunting task. Uh, this could soften it. The Eagles might lose two coordinators. Looks like Shane Steichen is gone for the Indianapolis Colts, the offensive coordinator and play caller of the Chiefs. Looks like Jonathan Gannon is still a finalist for the Cardinals job. And if he's gone, then you're talking about two two coordinators leaving the, the championship team. And also, the calendar schedule might change a little bit. I don't buy into the strength of schedule based on opponent's winning percentage from last year. I don't buy into that at all. I think that the proper way to measure strength of schedule is to go by off-season odds or win totals by betting markets from opposing teams because they get a better idea of the future than what happened last year. Or, you know, going by things like EPA per play, stuff like that. But I will say this. The Eagles, based on opponent win percentage from 2022, will have the most difficult schedule in the entire NFL next season. And, you know, I'm just using that metric because it is way too early to get the other metrics, but it paints a picture as to how next season could be more challenging for Philadelphia. Although, additional note, four of the top eight teams in, in strength of schedule are in the NFC East. Because, you know, they had winning seasons across the board pretty much. So 
the Giants had a lot of wins. The Cowboys had a lot of wins. So, you know, they faced each other. And by nature, they're going to have some of the toughest schedules in the entire league. Anyways, moving on a little bit here on the show. Let me read some more of your comments. The Super Bowl, uh, the, I know, Lunsetti says the Eagles are about to lose more than coordinators. They have a ton of free agents that they won't be able to resign. And I agree. Uh, and we mentioned it earlier, the high profile free agent list that they have. But also, they will keep a lot of those key foundational players on both sides of the ball. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting um, offseason. Here's what I will say. Just to put a cap on the uh, to put a cap on the Jalen Hurts conversation, if the Cowboys offseason plan is similar to those that we've seen in previous years, then the Eagles it's tough to not call them the team to beat because they they also have a general manager that will keep finding ways to improve the squad even in the preseason, even in the regular season, even near the trade deadline. The Cowboys need to be more aggressive because they have a team that's building their team aggressively on the other side of the division. So let's move on from that topic. Let's talk a little bit about uh, everything else that happened in the Super Bowl. And I got to talk about the winners of this thing. We'll talk about the primetime performer. We'll talk about Patrick Mahomes. And we'll have a film session of a 1959 play that the Chiefs used. And you know what play it was. You, like if I tell you the name of the play, you'll you'll get you'll you know get it immediately. But I'm building suspense, or at least I'm trying to. But my question from me to you is: Truth or false? Patrick Mahomes earned a spot on the goat conversation. That should that should you know make the comments a little bit fun. Let's have that a conversation. Let me know your answers before I give you mine. Let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because they are bringing you prime time as every night, a family-owned business for over 65 years. You can check out their dealership over at Irving, Texas, or you can check out the website for a new and used range of vehicles that you can check out the features, the pictures of inside and outside. When you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. And as we do every single week, we do have the ADC Sports Dallas Primetime Ride of the Week. And in this case, it is the 2023 CX-9 Touring All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $40,495. It's got all-wheel drive, third-row sitting a Wi-Fi hotspot, plus a sunroof, rear air conditioning, side impact airbags for your safety, and a miles per gallon capacity of 20 when you are in the city. That goes up to 26 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week over on their website. Once more, that is FreemanMazda.net. So did Patrick Mahomes earn a spot? In the go to conversation. Crazy start to his career. Crazy start to his career. Before I get to the comments, let me let me let me show some stuff on the screen, right? Let me let me show you what the start of Mahomes' career looks like 
Exactly. Let's be let's be exact here on the show. Two Super Bowl championships. And it's not like we're going to I mean it's not like we got to argue about what his role was getting those Super Bowls. We we know what his role was, right? He's got two Super Bowl MVPs too. He's a two-time NFL MVP. This is only five years, by the way. He has been the NFL Offensive Player of the Year, you know, same year as his first MVP, so maybe that's like, you know, not a huge deal. Two-time All-Pro, first team, plus a second-team All-Pro, a five-time Pro Bowler, and he has led the NFL passing touchdown leaderboard twice. And just now, he was the NFL passing yards leader in the league. And I know I know about the seven Super Bowls from Tom Brady. But keyword in the question, this is not saying that, you know, truth or false, Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT. That is not the conversation that I mean. But does he belong in that debate to the point that knowing that he's 27 years old, we know that this is not the end of the road for Mahomes. We know that this is not going to look the same when he retires. Unless you believe that his career is going to fall off by the wayside and it's going to be over for him, which is not happening. But knowing that he's 27 years old, knowing what he has accomplished up to this point, five years into his NFL career, five straight division titles, five straight championship games, five straight 12-win seasons, two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl MVP, two Super Bowl wins, and knowing the value that he has provided to his team in all of those playoff games. Because, yeah, uh, and... By the way, this is not Tom Brady's slander at all. Because I've, I've always believed that Tom Brady is the GOAT. So I don't want this to sound as Tom Brady's slander. But there is not a world in which you can say that Brady provided the same value for the Patriots early in his career, early in those you know first couple of Super Bowl championships, as Mahomes did. Because he didn't even throw an insane amount of passes as Mahomes does for his team. Mahomes has uh, his, the average EPA ranking for his defenses in this span is 27th in the league. For Brady, it was top five. And once more, not Tom Brady's lander. To me, he's the GOAT still to this day. But man, Mahomes deserves to be in this conversation. He's five years into, well, technically he's six years into his NFL career. Five years as a starter, though. 2017, it is hard to count it. Let's see what you guys have to say, truth or false. Does he have a seat at the table when it comes to the GOAT conversation? Angeline goes with true. Joey Bella goes with true. And he says two chains. And hey, you know what? Good point from Joey Bella here. We, we, we talk about the GOAT conversation and we have, like, we are forced and rightfully so, we have to think about Brady's seven Super Bowl rings. But also, Peyton Manning is right in there in the conversation and he has two of them only, 
right? <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, Mahomes is number two in my book, says Kai. Frank says, I have to disagree. Oh, no, this is about the Cowboys-Eagles thing. Dwayne Brown says, I am still out on that one. Then he goes with false. Bruce says, false, Hall of Fame, career ready, but it is early for the GOAT talk. Toxic Tom says, false, not a knock on Patty, but let him finish his story first, then let's rank. If Mahomes doesn't trip anyone, of course, uh, says Joey Vela, ask me again when Mahomes has half of the numbers that of rings that Brady has, says uh, Denny. And I will give you all of that. The thing is, I'm, I'm counting the projection of his career in this uh, combo. Super Bowl wins are a team accomplishment. It's toxic, Tom, and I do agree. And I do agree, but hey. Oh, boy. Mahomes, Mahomes is definitely a superstar on that Chiefs team. Eli was never an all-pro, says Kai. That is true, man. Eli, Eli, Eli is crazy. Gregory says, Mo, who do you consider that's in the QB GOAT level? I would say just, you know, right now, like if you had to go with a top four, like a Mount Rushmore, I would probably go Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, that number four spot is difficult. That number four spot is is uh, a tough one. I wouldn't hate it if somebody tells me, you know what? Throw Patrick Mahomes in there. I might go with a creative answer and just say Sammy Bow. And I know that there is a lot of historical context to that one. Sammy Bow is kind of my homes before my homes, though. <laughs> it's it's funny. Might include Sammy Bow in there. Screw it. He was in the NFL all 100 quarterback list. So I guess that it, it, that makes it fair. Greatest talent that we have ever seen says, uh, calm down, Pat. And I, that, that is honestly kind of undeniable at this point. Toxic Tom says Rodgers should be in there with four league MVPs. Aaron Rodgers is, is near, I guess. Pale Moon says, if you're going to bring up Peyton Manning, bring up the actual context of taking four different head coaches, two bad ones in John Fox and Jim Caldwell to the Super Bowl, Brady and Mahomes never did that. Hey, and, and hey, Peyton Manning is right in there. It, uh, Peyton Manning might be number two for me right now, like behind Brady. That number is crazy. The one about, you know, taking four different head coaches to the Super Bowl. That is insane. You have to go by decades, different eras as kid. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, this is the conversation that I mean. And all that I'm trying to say is, Mahomes deserves a spot in this conversation. When you start throwing around names and, and we start talking about, no, it is Manning, it is Brady, it is uh, Rodgers. Mahomes, uh, taking into account what is likely to happen through the rest of his career, he, he will belong in the conversation, man. 
he definitely will. If Peyton Manning belongs, and I am personally somebody that thinks that Super Bowl wins are not, uh, I mean, that wins overall are not a QB stat, but also maybe to be the greatest, you do need some Super Bowl wins and you definitely need to be a big part of them. I think that uh, Mahomes already belongs there. He already belongs there. Rodgers is one and, four, one and four in championship games. That is the biggest knock maybe on Rodgers. Uh, Mahomes fans. Mahomes has cleared him a, a long time ago. So Sky. See, this is, a, this is a fun conversation. And, and we don't have to reach an answer right now. We just got to say, okay, the kid belongs in there. It's crazy that he's 27 years old and still has a long way to go. Hopefully, Andy Reid doesn't retire anytime soon. Hopefully, he doesn't do that. Please don't. Uh, seemed like he was open to it. Jay Glazer reported that that he didn't say no. But then after the Super Bowl, Reid quickly said, I'm, I'm sticking around. Uh, hopefully, that is for a long time. So anyways, oh, I almost closed down the stream by accident. So we avoided a disaster right there. Uh Who's your primetime performer of the Super Bowl? And while you give me your answers, uh, let me remind you that we are about to dive into a fun film session about one of my favorite moments of this Super Bowl because there were some big moments. There was a 26-yard scramble. There was the Kadarius Tony punt return, 61-yard return, by the way. That was fun. A lot of controversy going on around the holding call. It definitely 100% was a holding. He might have held him like three times in the same play. But we can argue about whistle swallowing and we can argue about, you know, letting them play. All of that. I think that is a fair argument. And I think that there is a point in saying that, you know, maybe you don't call that in that moment. But also, on the contrary... Does letting them play mean letting the defensive player literally cheat on third down in the red zone when they're running a double move at you and they are beating you with it? I don't I don't think that I don't think that it should mean that. I don't think that let them play means that. And he held them like three times. He did it with the right hand first, then he did it with the left hand with his entire body. I think that it was a fair flag. Who was the primetime performer of the Super Bowl? Uh, Rihanna says Toxic Tom. Man, I love that show. I just was devastated that we didn't get Jay-Z. But also, there is something to saying, you know what? It's Ree's moment and nobody else's, especially because, you know, Jay-Z doesn't even need like a, a moment like that. So it's cool that they let her have it in the entirety of the whole thing. And I thought that she nailed it, too. I thought that it was amazing. But, you know, my inner Jay-Z fan really wanted to see, you know, we are. Yeah, I said it. We are. That would have been fun. And I was, like, you know, expectant, waiting for the moment for him to come out on stage. Never did. And my heart was broken. <laughs> it was a sad moment in my house. Uh, just kidding. Gregory goes with Mahomes. Kai goes with Nick Bolton. Gilbert, 
Tony Romo commercials. Toxic Tom goes with Bradbury. Can't say since I didn't watch it. Says uh, Pale Moon. I didn't want to jinx the Dallas Texans. You had to watch it. You had to watch it. Jonathan Gannon says Toxic Tom. Man, Jonathan Gannon got owned by Andy Reid. Probably you already heard about this, but literally the three passing touchdowns from Patrick Mahomes happened in the exact same way. They had receivers motioning into a stack formation and then just running outside, and that messed up the Eagles' defensive structure completely. Like, they were they were done. They were, they didn't have, like, I don't know if it was, like, the push X, something like that. Uh, but they didn't have checks for those kind of situations. And it's funny because you go look at, you go look at that place and you don't see one of the best defensive rules in football, which is you have to have a plus one in pass coverage. If there are, are three receivers to the right side, you need to have four over three or you need to have three over two. And in those situations, it always felt like the Eagles were, you know, two over two, three over two, uh, three over three, excuse me. And they were they were always going to lose that battle. Love what Andy Reid did on that game. But anyways, uh, let's get into the final segment of this show. This was, I was freaking out when this happened. This is, I will let you watch it. I will just let you watch it. Let's go into the film room for one of the best moments of F Super Bowl 57. The moment in which Andy Reid took us back to the 60s. This was definitely one of my favorite moments in the entire Super Bowl. This is third and one on the game-winning drive for the Chiefs. So this is actually one play before the 26-yard scramble from Patrick Mahomes that became an instant classic. Didn't look like much. This play in particular looked like a regular 10-yard gain to move the chains, but it was actually a callback to 1959 or the 60s because this is Lombardi's power seat. You know that play from that 70s show in which Red Foreman goes when executed properly, the power seat is unstoppable. This is the play that he was talking about and the Chiefs pulled it out in the biggest stage. I think it is not the first time that they've used it, but to use it in such a moment requires guts. And that's what Andy Reid did on this one. As you can see on the screen, uh, it's a split back formation. The Eagles kind of try to match it with five defensive linemen. If we count Hassan Reddick and Josh Wett as defensive linemen, I would in this scenario. And the Chiefs will use two pulling guards. So this guy here and number 65, and they're gonna run a power sweep while the offensive tackle tries to pin down this offensive, uh, this down defensive lineman across from him, not Josh Wett. The fullback is gonna try to get actually Josh Wett. And this is just a yard gainer. This is how Vince Lombardi described it, a, guard, a yard gainer. Not anything spectacular, just enough to get it going. So here we go. Let's actually look at it. Here we go. This is beautiful. Old school football. Isaiah Pacheco has one man to beat, and that is the 
free safety. Let's let's look at that. Actually, let's look at it one more time from that angle. Look at that. Just one man to beat. Anybody else does not stand a chance in this particular play. Gotta love Andy Reid dialing this up. And I repeat, man, doesn't look like much. It's a regular run, but this is third and one in the game winning drive. So let's look at the blocking scheme really quickly from this end zone view. Split back formation, right? Two backs, one fullback, Pacheco. Pacheco is to the strong side where you've got the, the tight end side. And he's going to run to the weak side. So you've got the offensive tackle, left tackle, pinning down on number 97. You've got the fullback getting Josh Sweat here. And then you've got two pulling guards leading Pacheco to safety and into the green. Great job, by the way, by Creed Humphrey also in his block. And let's watch it from the end zone view. This is just beautiful stuff right here. Boom. I want to pause it. I, I, let, let's, let's play it and then let's pause it. And let's look at each of these blocks. Old school football. This was used in the 1960s by the Packers nonstop. Let me, let me highlight that pin right there from the tackle. That down block from Creed Humphrey as well. Number 45, Burden, getting the job done against Josh Wett. Even Sky Moore does his work against the cornerback. And then you've got number 62, boom, making the block. Man, I love this. I was reading a quote about Vince Lombardi talking about the sweep. And he says, it is an unspectacular play, but even when defenders are running sweep, sweep, are yelling sweep, sweep, because they know it's coming, they're scared. The Chiefs don't let you know what's coming. You might, you might get an RPO to Travis Kelsey, modern style, or you might get a play from the 1960s. It's crazy. One play later, you get Mahomes doing Mahomes things, running for daylight, and then it's a holding call, blah, blah, blah. It was a holding, just poor timing. Love this from Andy Reid. As you can see, I was, I was freaking out. I was freaking out over that play. That was a, a sherry on top for NFL history geeks and X's and nose nerds. Toxic Zom says, is that Paul Hernick out there? Yeah, like, <laughs> it was crazy. It's not the first time that the Chiefs use it, but to use it, in the game-winning Super Bowl drive was, man, it was like a Christmas gift for football fans. I couldn't believe it. Like, anytime that a team lines up in a split-back formation or even when the Cowboys use, like, the Hulk package that looks like an inverted wishbone, I, I lean forward. I, I pay attention. And then they actually run the Lombardi sweep, and I was like, oh, man. Red Foreman would love the heck out of this. All right, everybody. That will be it for me tonight. You're an ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. Do me a favor and hit the like button. Share the stream if you enjoyed the show. And as always, remember that you can check out more articles over on adzsports.com slash Dallas. If you go into the Kansas City section, you can also check out my article about this very play. Because you know that I had to write one about it. 
Prime time, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. I am excited about the offseason. We have a lot to talk about, including, you know, maybe eventually the Cowboys hire coaches that they need to replace because they have not done so for some reason. Cowboys have no QB coach, no running back coach. We'll see what they do. I'm excited about this week. I'm excited about the entire offseason. We will be here every single night, 8 p.m. Central. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you subscribe. And I will see you tomorrow night. Thank you so much. Nos vemos el día de mañana. Bye-bye.